Welcome to the show. It's your girl, Millie Mills, another edition of Bring It in the House, where we spotlight musicians, artists, entertainers, and leaders. We have a great leader in the house tonight. He's in the Ohio area, and he once was an inmate, but now he is a 3L student at, um, let me see, let me get this right, 3L of Cincinnati College of Law. Let's give it up for Damon Davis. How are you? Happy holidays, Damon. Happy holidays to you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So, Damon, you, what can I say? You have such a, an interesting story. Can you just kind of tell us how it all, it started what year? What year were you sentenced? I was arrested in uh, 2007 and uh, sent to prison in 2008. Okay. All right. So in your case, was it one of those where it wasn't a fair shake? Um, um the, the government did some dirty stuff. I can't, I mean, not that I was innocent, but they definitely did some dirty stuff. Um, but that's just how our system works. Um, right. so, it was not about, but uh, it definitely inspired me. Yes, it inspired you. And that's why I wanted to spotlight you because you took what could be negative and you turned it into something great. So I am so proud of you. Congratulations. How long were you um, incarcerated? Uh, 53 months. Four and a half years. Just about. Four and a half years. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the federal government, they sentenced you in months for some reason. So uh, anybody who has been to federal prison will tell you the months. <laughs> <laughs> And now you're a 3L at Cincinnati College of Law. So can you just tell us, how did you, how did all that transpire? How did you go from one extreme to the next? Um, well, it was something I foreshadowed or foresaw happening. Um, when I was incarcerated, I uh, wound up working in a, the law library, helping uh, inmates with their appeals. Um, but I didn't think I was going to one day go to law school. I mean, at that point, uh, I didn't have an education beyond high school. Um, so I was released uh, for federal prison in 2011. A couple of years after that, I wound up uh, with a job at a factory that uh, wound up having tuition reimbursement, 100% tuition reimbursement. So I uh, I worked overnight from 6 p.m. to 6.30 a.m. And then I would get off and start taking classes. Um, and the closer I got done to being finished, um, um, I just, started to think about what I really wanted to do. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of, uh, let's say the job provided a lot of help with how, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say racist, how unfriendly they were. <laughs> so, so, yeah. And so, uh, as I got closer to being done, I started studying for the law school entrance exam, um, what's known as the LSAT, law school admissions test. And uh, I, uh, wound up doing pretty decent on that and applying to a few schools and getting some scholarship offers and uh just decided you know why not jump in and go to law school so yeah super intelligent i can see that i can tell i don't know and it's pretty amazing because um you know so many of us uh we would look at um a journey like you've chosen and say hey it's no way did you have or do you have any lawyers in your family oh no definitely not 
So right. you'll be the first. Yeah, be the first. Um, like wow. a lot of black people, a lot of black families. With a so. lot of background. So you, I mentioned, you mentioned before the interview began that you have a daughter. So, yeah. and how old is your daughter? She's 25. Oh, she's 25? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was expecting you to say maybe three, uh, four, or five years old. You look so young. Thank you. Yeah, we're not going back to those years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what I was getting at is that you're about to, you're going to leave a legacy for your daughter. I'm sure, you know, she's very proud of you. I'm yeah, sure. Definitely, definitely, definitely. definitely. Uh, she, she, and she, and she, while you were in, you know, incarcerated, are you serving your time? You, um, you collect or you managed to get a certificate in cooking. Yeah, there was a uh, program um, conducted by the United States Department of Labor uh, apprenticeship program. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I entered the program and I, I didn't know it at the time, but uh, I took a picture with they had a big ceremony when I got done because I was actually the first person at the prison to ever actually complete the program. Um, I think mm -hmm. it was something like 2,500 to 3,000 hours or something like that. But I was the first person at that particular prison to actually complete it. So, um, so yeah. Um, and it was just a way I knew I'd be able to get a job when I got out um, cooking. Uh, I had a restaurant background. Um, so I knew like they don't even do background checks. Like if you show up every day, they're going to be fine with you. Um, but I didn't want to go back to fast food. So just like, you know, put me on a grill somewhere. Let me, and I enjoy cooking, so uh, it worked out. Yeah. Wow. So you'll be cooking those cases. You're gonna go from from cooking in the kitchen. Look at that nice picture there. There's your cer cer certification. Yeah. Yeah. So you go from cooking in the kitchen to cooking in those uh, on the uh, in right there in the uh, courtroom is what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Hopefully, uh, you know, it, it's a rough, I'll be a public defender next year at the uh, Hamilton County, Cincinnati, Ohio office. Um, but, you know, uh, hopefully I won't be getting cooked because uh, uh, that's one thing about our criminal injustice system is uh, it's not defendant friendly, um, to say the least, you know, to be kind about it. So uh, you got to have, uh, you got to be determined and be prepared for a lot of failure because the system is set up. Uh, to ensure that the people you represent fail. Oh, is that is that that's how it appears that it's really set up that way? Because I've heard oh, that before. Yeah, definitely. It's not appearing. You know, I, I spent a year as an innocence project fellow, my second year of law school, and just it's very easy to convict uh, someone who hasn't committed a crime in America. So. Uh -oh. I'm sure you 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 saw it firsthand, so you know exactly how it works. Well, I'm so glad that you know you were able to overcome a lot of obstacles, and, and you know you're such an inspiration. What's next for you, Damon? Now you're gonna make. A, are you gonna write a book behind all this, or make it into a movie? Yeah, I'm not even thinking about stuff like that. People are always bringing that up. Um, right now, I'm working with the. Uh, New Jersey legislator on a bill uh, that will reform policing. Um, so my my mindset is really on the work and how to um, save lives, protect lives. Um, uh, 
I'll let somebody else write the book if that's what it comes down to. I'm not, right. So right. yeah, I'm focused really on the work and uh, how I can use the skills I've acquired in law school to better my people, protect my people, um, and uh, further, you know, the causes that I believe in uh, in this country. So yeah. Staying focused on your on your cause, which is so great. And and if just so happens a book deal come out of the situation, then so be it. But that you're not seeking the limelight, in other words. No, no, definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeking. Uh, you know, you reached out to me on Twitter. Every time something like that happens, I'm shocked. Like, why they? Why do people want to talk to me? Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but I do understand that uh, my story inspires people. Um, yeah. I, I yeah. really understand how much until i got close to going to law school and you know i'm very transparent so it was a couple of moments before i started law school where i talked about on facebook like i might be going and i said you know maybe not and then i like i had people inboxing me that people that some of them don't don't even know me personally it's like man i need you to do this like i've been following you um so stuff like that really kind of like like oh wow you know it kind of like shook me a little bit um and, and showed me that sometimes even though you don't realize that what you're doing is bigger than you um yes so, oh yeah most definitely it is bigger than you i like how you put that it's bigger than all of us and we, a lot of times we lose sight on that fact right there we're just thinking about i guess how we feel at that moment our emotions you know is driving us at the time and we forget about that and I'm just so glad that you could stop by and share, you know, or just give us some insight. I know it wasn't easy, you know, going through it while you were there. Can you tell us what kept you motivated or what keeps you motivated? Uh, just my experience is what keeps you motivated. Um, understanding um, that there are people in this country. And when I say people, I don't, I don't include myself in that, but people who, our serving time, half serve time, that shouldn't be there. Um, I was, you know, I was incarcerated with a 78-year-old man named Mr. Carter, uh, who grew up in the segregated South, um, was denied education legally after the fifth grade in the town he grew up in, um, and was doing, you know, 20 years for a marijuana conviction. The man was illiterate, didn't even know how to read. Um, a very intelligent, you know, brilliant man, but. You know the circumstances and situations in which he grew up didn't allow opportunities outside of uh you know what he did to survive i mean he was living in a trailer park um and uh wound up with 20 years for selling marijuana um there was another kid that i tutored for the gd when i was incarcerated and uh i remember reading his uh sentencing report and they talked about his iq how he was literally at the number that separated uh, what they considered retarded from a normal IQ. Um, but his mother was an addict. Uh, he had five younger siblings um, that he was trying to care for as a teenager. And at 18, you know, they gave this kid 14 years in prison uh, for selling drugs. So those are the type of uh, stories that keep me motivated. I see. Yeah, that is that is something to, to motivate you when you were, um, you know, I'm sure your daughter or your mom. Was there anyone else who kind of just just stuck with you dur during the duration, you know, that just prayed with you 
Well, I come from a very religious family. My mom passed away uh, when I was younger. Um, she I'm passed sorry. away in Mother's Day of 1997. Um, but uh, I had an aunt who's now deceased. She's a pastor. An uncle who's now deceased who was a pastor. Um, so you know, I've, I've come from a family um, that truly believes in God. And that foundation, I, I would say, uh, definitely got me through it. Um, there are people who I was locked up with that uh, didn't have that, you know, a foundation. That support, I, I, yeah. Just, you know, wonder like, man, when they get out of here, like what's going to happen? Because uh, I understand I got something to fall back on. And I tell people, um, kind of like the the, the the parable of the prodigal son, mm -hmm. uh, generation, it makes sense because they understood that the, uh, the son chose to go to the pig pen, but you know, we did on with a lot of kids in this generation who were born in the pig pen. And the problem is we don't know how to speak to them um, because that parable makes no sense to somebody who was born there. Uh, and so we have to be imaginative and uh, rethink how we talk to this generation and how we approach them and, and, and be mindful of the fact that our experience is not their experience and not discount them or dehumanize them or belittle them because of where we came from and where they come from and the vast gap, that that chasm that exists between the two. And I think there's a tendency uh, by older people to kind of brush those kids off and discount them and just throw them away. And that's just not, you know, Jesus, Jesus has a saying, you know, he says, you know, a tree by the fruit it produces. Yes, right. We can't deny the fact that the, those kids that's coming behind us, they're our fruit. So yes, it's really not a judgment of them. We're judging ourselves when yes, we them because they're our fruit. Um, and, and I think that's something we always have to be conscious of. That's deep. That is so good. That's good stuff. Damien, I see you. Damien, you're sporting those three letters, K-A-Sai. All yes, right. <laughs> right. What year did you pledge? I actually just crossed uh, this fall. So This fall. Okay. Yeah, a couple months ago, actually. So, yeah. 2021. Yep. And yep. what's the chapter name? Cincinnati alumni. Cincinnati alumni. Give a shout out to your brothers. Yes, yes. My sons, John, Justin, Charles, Robert. Um, we uh we went through it uh our mta chairman brother lellis he probably watching right now uh, i posted the flyer in our capital group me and he reached out to me like is this gonna be recorded or is i said i don't know <laughs> so i'll let you know but uh yeah definitely this was live 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 yeah that is so good how many was on your line how many places oh uh, there was six of us but the way the cappers do it is um the entire region comes together and crosses together. So, oh. to, so totally, it was seventy-one guys who crossed the sands that night uh, together. So, yeah. yeah. What number were you? Uh, four. So number yeah. four. four number mind. four. Yeah. And your line name. Your line name. Huh? Did you guys have a name for your line for the particular? Oh yeah, we were the Chaos Crew. Chaos yeah. Crew. Okay. Yeah. That is wonderful. Congratulations to you. you. You are doing great things. So many great things, you know, and, uh, and you're inspiring others. And 
What's next for you, Damon? Uh, well, come August, I'll be uh, a public defender. Uh, public say. defender. Yeah. Um, January, um, the bill in New Jersey is supposed to be introduced, so I'm looking forward to that and helping hopefully push that through the legislature to the governor's desk uh, for approval. So look out for that. It's going to be a big change in policing if, if it's successful. Um, so, so yeah, just, just looking forward to uh, uh, policy work, being a lawyer, learning how to be a lawyer, uh, and, and growing uh, as a legal professional. So when do you, now when do you take the test? When do you take the bar exam? Well, the bar exam is the last week of July. Last week of July. Yeah. And you got this. I know you're going to pass. I know it's going to pass. Yeah. Oh, I, I believe it. You got it. You got it. I really believe it. So after the bar exam, do you, are you plan on being with a firm? Or are you going to just be solo? Any I'll, be at, I'll be at the public defender office. The just you'll be at the public defender's the office. County, uh, Cincinnati. I had about I had five offers, so I settled on uh, Cincinnati. Uh, New York was hard to turn down. I got an offer from the Bronx public defender office there, but. Uh, uh, just, I settled on, on Cincinnati. Um, I live in Kentucky, but it's about an hour away. So I wouldn't even have to move if I don't want to. So, yeah. Any other words or anything? We got a few more minutes here before we wrap up, but um, any words of encouragement or anything? Um, oh, I do want to mention, you did tell me before the interview began that you lost your uncle. And so just want to you know, send our condolences out to um, your uncle, John Davis. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So rest in peace to John Davis, your uncle. What city did he reside in again? Um, he was in uh, uh, Red Springs, North Carolina. Red Springs, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, my, my, my family's from the country. That's, that's, that's the sticks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we just want to have a moment of silence for your uncle. Just, uh, just a brief moment here and pay a little respect for Mr. John Davis. All right. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. You're very, very welcome. So now, Damon, you got your, your Christmas shopping already done, I believe. Did you tell me that before we started? I know. I'm a procrastinator, so uh, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be doing that over the next few days, hopefully. Over the <laughs> next one, few days. one year, I actually showed up like on Christmas Eve, and I was like, I can't believe y'all open. And uh, the, the woman behind the counter was like, yeah, this, it's mostly just for husbands, though, the women. They've been done. <laughs> and I looked around, there was nothing but like men in the store. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you got me, you got me, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> So, Damon, did you come from a large family? Is it like uh, you got a lot of sisters and brothers? I have, uh, my mom had two girls and two boys. I'm the second of them. That's okay. Yeah. And they're they're all in Ohio or Kentucky? No, they're all in New Jersey. I'm the only New one. Jersey. Yeah, I'm okay. the only one out this way. Everybody's in Jersey. Yeah. So, yeah. Yay. I love Jersey. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm from Newark, 
New Jersey. So Okay. Okay. I, I was in uh, Fort Lee. Okay. Which is just kind of like right o- over the bridge from New exactly. York. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. How long did you live there? No, it was just mostly vacationing. Uh, my daughter used to be a, a singer, a recording artist, and we had a show in the New York area, uh, mm-hmm. but we stayed over in Fort Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, so those were good times, good times. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So. I think we covered pretty much everything. One other question here. Okay. Yeah, we kind of covered it. You know, you had already said that you didn't know when you were incarcerated, you weren't sure if, you know, you it didn't really cross your mind initially to become a lawyer. Oh, no, that was like, that wouldn't even been like anything that would have crossed my mind while I was incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so... Uh, it wasn't until after I got out, and then of course, in 2016, after the election, you know, that was a whole lot of motivation <laughs> after the way. Yes, that, it was. And what ensued? Uh, in fact, there's this term called the Trump bump. Uh, they, they, it describes how uh, law applications spiked after Trump was elected. So he's he's he inspired a whole lot of people <laughs> to go to law school. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. But in my wildest uh, dreams. You know, law school wasn't even on the radar. Wow. I read one of your your, uh, Twitter posts um, that you posted earlier this year on Twitter. And you said when you were released from prison, you had $26 in your pocket. And, uh, of course, you had your cook apprenticeship uh, certificate. And now you're about to become a lawyer. That's right. You're about to turn the cooking certificate into a JD. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was, you know, $26. I was homeless. Uh, all I had was that cook certificate. Uh, I wound up working at old Charlie's. Uh, I remember I went in for the cook job. It was the day, the weekend going into mother's day. And the day that Saturday was like the university of Kentucky graduation. So it was like about to be their busiest weekend of the year. And uh, the manager was like, listen, I like your application, but right now my dishwasher just quit on me. It's about to be my busiest weekend. But if you do a good job, I promise I'll give you opportunity. But I need a dishwasher right now. And so I just took that job and uh, she was true to her word. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I took that job as a dishwasher, uh, making like $10 an hour. And uh, I was in a halfway house at the time and uh, wound up uh, becoming a cook there. And then I moved on uh, a little bit later. But, yeah, it's been a it's been a journey. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You're definitely an inspiration because so many of us, when we take those falls, it's just hard for us to get back up. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, my biggest inspiration was my daughter, the fact that. You know, it was four years of her life that I wasn't there for um, and missed out on that I'll never get back. Um, so, um, but we have a great relationship today. And just anybody out there who has fall, who has failed in life and are trying to recover, trust me, I'm living proof that, you know, you can recover after a fall. Uh, you can get back up. Yes, yes. 
and you can get back up with a good dish. <laughs> you got my stomach growling over here when you talked about old Charlie. I haven't had dinner yet, so my stomach is like, oh, I love old Charlie's. I really, yeah. Everybody it's, loves their bread. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I tell people it's actually frozen bread that they just throw in the oven. They like, no way. Like people had this vision. <laughs> See, <laughs> people had this vision that they back there with some dough, kneading it, and yeah, that bread comes frozen. <laughs> Little frozen box. <laughs> but it's good bread. Hey, it gave me it's one. good bread. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was just like the others. I thought maybe they were back there and you know, kneading yeah. the bread and doing all that stuff. So it's just it's I guess they bread. ship it out in big boxes, frozen up. Yeah, uh, I, broke, okay. I broke some people's heart telling them that like you just ruined my dreams. I just knew they had some. <laughs> I just knew they had some illegal ignorant immigrants back there needing the dough at three o'clock in the morning. But no, it's just frozen bread that you throw on there for twenty minutes, yeah, and it pops up. So yeah. <laughs> so you know, I got to ask the question: Is there a lucky um, spouse or a significant other? Yeah, I've been married now for uh, almost six years. So yeah. Six years? Yeah. That yeah. is wonderful. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah that's really well, good. Well, maybe seven years in February. So yeah. Seven years in February coming up. Oh, that is so good. That is so good. Is there anything else you want to share with us before you go? Like, um, if people want to continue to follow you on social media, how can they follow you? Uh, Twitter is pretty much the whole only place Twitter. I'm really active at, uh, believe I believe my hand it was DMN DVS. Yeah, there you go. Um, see, I don't even know how to. You know, I don't even know. <laughs> it. Um, so, and it's crazy because the the post you alluded to with the cook, you know, when I posted that, I actually had 27 followers, and literally in two days, I went from 27 to like 4,000. So it was like mind boggling. Um, and I just posted it because my nephews were visiting me. And they found that picture being nosy. And my wife was like, y'all better not put that on the internet. Because they like, we're going to post this on Instagram. They were like, she was like, y'all better not put that on Instagram. And uh, they sent it to me. I was at work. I work a security job uh, that I've worked since I've been in law school. And uh, they was like, Uncle Ray, we ain't going to post it. They called me my middle name, Ray. But I had a friend that said, we can't post this. But they was laughing at me. So just to really mess with my wife, I posted the picture. Um, and, and you know, next thing I know, like my phone wouldn't stop pinging, so <laughs> so I had no idea. You know, that would have been the last post that I would have ever thought that would get that kind of response, but it did. So yeah. Is she watching now? Is your wife watching? Uh, she yeah, she should be watching. Yeah. Yeah, that is so great. That is so great. Uh, I'm so excited for you. You know whatever comes of of um the next what's next for you i'm i'm sure it's well after july it's no telling where you're gonna go from here because that's when you pass the exam yeah yeah july we'll get the result sometime in october i think in ohio so so yeah i keep my fingers crossed yes so we we got we just a few minutes left anything else you want to say any shout outs or christmas shout outs to anyone across the land you can do it right now uh happy birthday to my daughter her birthday is december 23rd uh shout december out december 23rd yeah shout out to uh cap alpha si five five baby uh we in the house uh and thank you uh for having me um i appreciate it and i've enjoyed it 
You are so welcome. It's been such a joy talking to you. I love to spotlight, you know, success stories, positive people doing positive things. And you are worthy to be commended for being steadfast and, you know, and being an example of strength. If people want to know what strength looks like, you need to check out Damon Davis. You can go to his uh, Twitter page and just see some of the inspiration. <laughs> Are you shy, Damon? <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But you are an inspiration. So we thank you guys so much for tuning in. It has been such an honor again to have Damon with us. Again, he, he was an inmate, but no longer. He has transformed to a 3L of Cincinnati College of Law, about to become an attorney. If he can do it, hey, we all can do it. We all fall down, but we get back up. We thank you again for tuning in. Bring it in the house next week. We'll be talking with author Latonya Richardson. She's going to be uh, celebrating Christmas with us. We'll get to meet her and her family. She'll talk all about her line of books that's available on Amazon.com. Thank you again for tuning in to Bring It in the House. Merry Christmas to everyone. <laughs>